Well, praise God, church. I'm glad y'all are tuned in for this week's session tonight. It's going to be session 12 that we've been talking about the spirit of life in Christ. I pray these messages have been a blessing to you, and I encourage you, man, get your, your pen out, get a piece of paper, take notes, let the Spirit of God just bathe you in all this, this teaching and, and just let Him resound it down inside your heart. Go back and listen to all the messages again. I just encourage you. They're, 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 I'm following right through the book of Romans uh, chapter 8. And so you can just follow right through there and let that, that chapter become alive to you because it's such a great, great, great chapter. But let's pray and get into the Word tonight. So Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for people all over the world they are listening. They're, they're watching this broadcast, Lord. I just declare that they're going to hear the word of God tonight in such a way, in such a manner that, Lord, it changes their life forever. Because, Lord, that's what you do. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you can leap into somebody's heart and give them a revelation and change their life forever. Put them on a new course in life, Lord God. Begin to show them something like they have never, ever seen before. And it can just blow their minds in a good way. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that you speak to people. Your hearts are touched, lives are changed. And that, Lord, no matter how discouraged a person may be or how despairing a situation may be, God, I just believe you tonight to break forth, to break forth like a mighty strong wind in their lives and speak to them and touch them so that they will be more like Jesus. All of us, oh, Lord, all of us. And so, Lord, I praise you for this, and I thank you for it, Lord, right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, last week I was talking about uh, the scripture about all things work out for the good of those that love God, that are called according to his purpose. And so I want to start, I want to start reading in verse 31, because <clears throat> I showed you last week how that God was working. He wants to work out his purpose in, his, in your life. He wants to, to bring you to this great place of revelation and, and, and awesome destiny that's yours. But we have to renew our minds to the word of God. We have to renew our minds. If we don't renew our minds, we're going to be conformed to the image of this world, not conformed to the image of Jesus. Conforming means fashioned like. So we don't want to be fashioned like the world. We want to be fashioned like Jesus. That's what we want to do. So this verse ties right in with last week's message, and it's kind of a continuation on of that. So Romans 8, 31 and 32 are where we're going to be. It says, it's the next, it's the next verse, okay? Because you got to imagine, I'm breaking this all up into all these 12 sessions, but it's all written down in, in one chapter. So he says in verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Man, I'm telling you, if you were ever just left, like if you were locked in a deep, dark dungeon, but that you could have one or two verses with you. I'm, I'm pretty sure I, my, this would be in the running to take Romans 8, 31 and 32 with me to read all the time. What shall we say to these things? What things is what I want to ask you tonight. He says, what shall we say to these things? But what are the things he's talking about? Well, you have to go back up into those other verses. All those things that come against you 
to try to keep you from being conformed to the image of Christ. You got to say something to them. You hear what I'm saying? You got to say something to them. You cannot sit there and pray silent prayers and believe that everything's going to work out okay. I'm sorry, that may rock your doctrine. That may just change you. You say, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't like to pray out loud. I just pray in my head. Well, wait a minute. You better get that out of your head and you better get something coming out of your mouth because you've got to say something to the things that are coming against your mind, that are lying to you, that are deceiving you, that are, that are trying to get you off the course and the path that God's got set for you. I showed you last week, man, there's no way around it. You're either going to be conformed to this world, act like the world, or you're going to be conformed to Jesus and act like Jesus. And the only thing in the middle that keeps you from being one way or the other is how much you have renewed your mind to the word of God. That's all there is. And so God says, so what are we going to say to these things? Well, if God be for us, who can be against us? That's a pretty good thing to say out of your mouth. Well, God's for me. Who can be against me? He didn't even spare his own son. Hear what I'm saying, church. He didn't even spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Now, just think about that for a minute. Just meditate on that and think about it. If God Almighty was willing to give up the most beloved thing he had, his son, for us, I think that means pretty much God's on your side. I don't think God's going to let the enemy win. I don't think that, that, that when, if you're saying or the, the thought is coming to you, you're alone in life. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I'm all alone. Listen to me. That's the enemy talking to you to get you to be conformed to this world. And if you want to walk in what God's saying, you're going to have to get up and say something out of your mouth like, God, you are for me. You love me so much. You gave your son for me. Wow, Lord, what an amazing love that you have for me. You're going to, have to get something coming out of your mouth to shut those things up that are trying to get you to be conformed to the world. All the doubts, the fears, the offenses, the difficult circumstances in life, what are you going to say to them? I mean, if you look at it and you say, oh, man, that's going to eat me alive. Well, then you're going to get eaten. But if you rise up and say, well, if I have to fight the lions like the Apostle Paul did, if I have to be like David and get the lion by, by uh, uh, and kill the lion and get the bear by his, his beard and, and kill him, then I'll kill him. If it's a giant, Lord, give me a slingshot, I'll kill him. You're with me. How do you want me to do it, Lord? You want me to do it with a spear? You want me to do it with a rock? How do you want me to do it, Lord? You see, you got things coming out of your mouth that are God's word coming out of your mouth. It goes back to the Romans 12, 1 scripture about this is your job in life to give your, lay your life down for Christ and to renew your mind by the word of God. That's what transforms you to become more like Jesus. But you've got to be saying something to the situations and things going on around your life. Everything that wants to sideline you from your destiny. 
Everything that wants to sideline you from your destiny in life, you got to speak to it. In Mark 11, it says, you got to speak to the mountains and say unto them. That means you've got to do something. You have got to be vocal. Now, when you get a revelation of how much God loves you, hear what I'm saying, church. There's a lot of people that would just religiously say, oh, yes, I know God loves me. No, but do you really know that God loves you? If you really know that God loves you, then all of a sudden your whole life changes because you know that no matter what's happening in life, as long as you're saying the right things to the things, God's for me. What can be against me? If you really are settled down inside of your heart that God loves you, that he gave up his son Jesus for you, and you really have that settled down in your heart, well, then the obstacles that come at you in life, no matter how devastating they can be, you're able to stand up and say, God, you're going to get me through this. It's all going to work out. I am not going to be knocked off the road of my destiny. I'm going to keep walking with you. I'm going to keep going on and putting one foot in front of the other. I, I will tell you, church, there's days that I don't know. I, I know I'm making very little progress forward, but bless God, I'm making forward progress. I may be just barely taking a step that day to go forward. There's other days I feel like I'm, I'm stepping in leaps and bounds, but the other, other days it feels like the bombardment of all the things coming on in the world are so there. And I'm just saying, God, you're for me. Uh, you're going to take, you're going to get us out of the situation, Lord. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And I just keep moving forward because that's what the scripture says. I know God loves me. And sometimes I get irritated. I think, well, come on, Lord, do something. Hurry up. I mean, we're in a drought around here. It hasn't rained. It's just gotten worse these days of this heat is pounding upon everybody. And I was praying this morning and I said, come on, Lord, I'm appealing to your mercy. Just have mercy on us, Lord. Let it rain. I mean, everybody's going to feel better. Everything's going to be better. Lord, just please let it rain. Let it rain on us. I don't always understand why things work like they do, but I know one thing when I get up in the morning, if, if it doesn't rain tonight, well, then I'm going to just get up in the morning. I'm going to call out upon his mercy again. I'm going to keep going forward. I'm going to keep believing because I, I know the scripture is true. He wouldn't have given us Jesus if he didn't love us. And I can't figure everything out. Look, it's enough for me just to live my life and to keep myself headed in the right direction, much less trying to figure out all the major things of what's going on in the world. All right. I don't understand all the events taking place. I don't understand why, you know, Russia attacked the Ukraine. I don't understand. I, I don't have time to sit around and try to figure out all the, you know, intricate things of that. Man, I'm just trying to keep myself on track, keep myself going forward. But remember the scripture I gave you last week, Ephesians 1, 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Now you hear this. Take those two scriptures. Take those two scriptures right there. What are we going to say to these things? If God be for me, who can be against me? Ephesians 1, 3. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You got two scriptures there. One saying God's going to, let's, let's make it three. God's going to work everything out for good. What are we going to say to these things? If God be for me, who's going to be against me? And I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. It sounds like to me you've got a pretty good arsenal. You got God's love. 
He's given you every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, and he's going to work everything out for your good. Then why are we discouraged? Why are we walking in, in, in doubt, unbelief, and fear? Why are we walking in fear of the future? Why are we walking in, in, in anything? Well, I'll tell you why we get all caught up in that, because the devil makes a better case than we believe in our heart the truth of God's word. We're listening to those things speaking to us, and those things are speaking to us, and they're getting us off track, and they're lying to us, and we get over caught up in that, and we, we, we keep stirring that pot, and we keep looking at it, and we keep looking at it. And I want to tell you something. The longer you do that, the more deceived you'll get. I want to stay over here in this place. God's going to work everything out for me. God's going to. God's love is there for me, and God's going to bless me with every spiritual blessing. It's already there for me. My storehouse, my arsenal in heaven is full. Makes you think, doesn't it? You sit there and you just kind of think, wow, if that's the truth, then why was I discouraged? Simply because you've listened to the voice of the devil more than you're listening to the voice of God. We all do it. We get tripped up. We all do it. We listen to the voice of the enemy speaking to us. It's not the right voice. It's a voice of deception. It's a voice of lies. It's a voice that wants to kill, steal, and destroy from you. Jesus told us plain and simple. Told us plain and simple. I mean, look at another. Let's look at the next verse, 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. <laughs> oh, Church, think about this. The devil can't bring a charge against you because you've already been charged, found guilty, and been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Hear what I'm saying. You've already been charged. You've already been found guilty. But you've already been redeemed by the blood. So the apostle Paul says right there, who can bring anything to the charge of God's elect? That's you he's talking about. Who can bring? How can the devil bring a charge against you when you've already been charged, found guilty, and redeemed by the blood of Jesus? It's because we don't understand, again, this whole message of the spirit of life. Life. Zoe life. Not life like, woohoo, that was fun. No. Life that's so much life, it takes you into eternity. That's what I'm talking about. That spirit of life on the inside of you. And when you start to realize this, wait a minute, I can't be charged and found guilty because I've already been charged and found guilty by God himself through the blood of Jesus. He's redeemed me. So the devil doesn't have any power over me. The devil can't make me feel guilty. The devil can't come to me and lie to me and I have to believe it. He can't come and tell me there's a charge laid against me that God doesn't love me. Wait a minute. The Bible says God does love me. So many times people have done something that were, was wrong, and then the enemy just jumps in, and he says, oh, God doesn't love you. How could God love you? You're such a sinner. You're such a bad person. You used to serve Jesus, but you don't do much now, and so God doesn't really love you, and that, that just like a worm gets to working in their minds until they believe it, when the whole time it's a lie, because the Bible says God's love for you never quits, never ends. That's like next week's message. 
But right now, tonight, you got to understand something. You can't be charged. If you're born again and washed in the blood of Jesus, you can't be charged. So who can bring anything against God's elect? Let me back this up again with another scripture. Colossians 1, 21 and 22. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. Says, and you who once were alienated and enemies in your oh wow, wait a minute. Are you reading your Bibles with me there? You who were once alienated and enemies in your mind, in your mind by wicked works. Yet now he is reconciled in his body of his flesh through death to present you holy, blameless. And above reproach in his sight. Wow. You went from being an enemy in your mind to understanding the love of God and that God doesn't lay any charge to you because you've already been charged, found guilty, and redeemed. The devil can't lay a charge against you because he has no grounds for that. So that you become presented holy blameless and a brother approach. <laughs> wow. I mean, church, when you start to read the scriptures and put them all together and you look at it, it's so Romans 12, one and two, don't be conformed to this world, but be renewed by the trans be transfer. By the renewing of your mind is what you're going to do. You've got to renew your mind. As he's talking about here, the enemies in your mind, the wicked works, the devil trying to come against you so that you're conformed to this world, not conformed to Christ. So really, it's all happening right up here. It's boiling around in your head what the enemy's doing. He's using every tactic he can to get you off balance and off base. He doesn't want you to hear this message tonight because then he's going to lose control when he understands this. Look at Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13 and 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us to the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. You see what it says? He's delivered us from the power of darkness. The devil doesn't have any power over you because I've been delivered from the power of darkness because the devil can't really lay a charge against me because I've already been charged, found guilty, redeemed. It's already taken place. So he can't lay anything against me. He has no power over me unless he gets me in my mind thinking about the works of darkness, dwelling on that, and letting myself be conformed to the image of this world. So then it really is the enemies in your mind coming against you, lying to you, deceiving you. And it's time for us to stand up as the body of Christ and to begin to do what it says. What are we going to say to these things? We're going to take the word of God. We're going to renew ourselves unto the, the, what the word of God says and what the truth of the word of God says. We're going to pray. We're going to speak. We're going to declare. We're going to offer our prayers and supplications up unto the Lord who knows that he hears uh, our prayer and know that he's going to work all things out for the good of those that love him. Put a smile on our face and go on down the road. 
There's, what else are you going to do? I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the things of God. I want to walk in the blessings of God. I want to see God moving in my life. Now, I want to take you to the next verse because these last two verses get really, really good here. Romans 8, 34. It says, who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen? Who is even at the right hand of God who always who also makes intercession for us. <laughs> now, come on, church. Listen to me. God said he's going to work everything out. He's going to do it because you, you've been redeemed. we got to do some talking and some saying to some things, but who can bring anything to the charge of God's elect? God's already taken care of us. Now it says, because Jesus is also praying for you. Now, how much? influence do you think Jesus has in heaven? And he's interceding for you? Now, let me just throw another little wrinkle in your thinking. We always think that, you know, our prayers, they're going up to heaven because we're trying to get God to do something that we want him to do. Right? But if Jesus is making intercession for us, then what do you think he's praying over you? Because he is sitting in heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. It's not like he's been given in charge of everything that's there. So what's he interceding? Oh, God, please do something. You know, we need to, we need to help old so-and-so down there. Father, would you help them? Please get, get something done down there. They need some, you know, more groceries. They need a better income. Oh, well, you think that's what Jesus is praying to his father? Like begging him like, oh, God, please do this. No, it's just like he prayed for Peter when Peter was all big and bold over there and said, man, I, Lord, I'm ready to just, you know, go anywhere with you and go to death with you. And Jesus turned to him and said, you know, <clears throat> I'm paraphrasing this. He says, you know, the devil and I are having a conversation about you the other night. And, uh, and he says he wants to sift you like wheat, chaff just being blown away. But I prayed for you that your faith not fail. I believe the intercession Jesus is doing is praying that we will hear his voice. Now, think about this. Think about this. If Jesus is praying that our faith not fail, I mean, that's just one instance with Peter, but he's praying our faith not fail. Well, that means it's coming from heaven because every spiritual blessing has already been poured out upon us. It's fallen from heaven. The, the answer the, 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 that our faith would not fail is falling from heaven. It's falling from heaven. And Jesus is praying that we're going to wake up and grab hold of it and start speaking it out of our mouth and start walking so that we can be conformed to his image. Because Jesus surely is not sitting up in heaven begging God to do something for us because he sees that we need it. He's praying that you're going to be conformed to that image. You're going to listen and hear the word of God. You're going to speak the word of God. You're going to declare the word of God. You're going to tell it and declare it out of your mouth and say it out of your mouth until you see the victory come in your life. So he said, well, that's just one scripture. Well, let me give you another one. Hebrews 7.25. The whole book of Hebrews is talking about uh, the high priest and this Melchizedek that was a high priest who uh, back in the day, and he's comparing him to Jesus. And uh, anyway, verse 25, Hebrews 7 and 25. 
He's talking about Jesus as a high priest. He says, therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is our high priest. And he's up there in heaven and he's making intercession for you. All I'm saying to you, church, is just accept the simple fact tonight that if God's for you, then who can be against you? And Jesus is praying for you. Well, then really, how can things go wrong unless you just, you know, torque off and head in the wrong direction? If you just keep the course and keep speaking out of your mouth, God, you're going to work all, work all things out. God, you're going to show me. Holy Ghost, you're going to speak to me. Spirit of life on the inside of me is creating Jesus. I'm going to walk forward and everything's going to be good. You bless me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. God, you on my side. And then the Holy Ghost can work in you and show you what needs to take place and what, needs to, what, what you need to do. What you need to do. You're not alone in life. You are not alone in life. You are not out there unloved and alone and all on your own. I'm telling you, God is for you. He sent Jesus for you. He's, Jesus is interceding for you. All of his promises are yes and amen towards you. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, and it's time for the church to rise up and believe what God has said about you, that you're holy and blamable and unreprovable in his sight. And quit listening to the void of voice of doubt and unbelief. Quit listening to the devil yakking at, in, into your ear and telling you doubtful, unbelieving things, getting into your system, telling you these lies, and quit believing the lies and start believing the truth. And when you do and you get it coming out of your mouth, folks, then you're going to be conformed to the image of Christ, which is your destiny. It's what you were predestined to be. In the image of Jesus. And you're going to see victory happen. You're going to see your family change. You're going to see your children change. You're going to see just glory falling all over everyone when you start walking like this. And so I just encourage you tonight. Take last, last week's message. Combine it with this week's message. Put it all together. Keep looking at it. Keep looking at it. And we've got several more sessions we're going to be going through here. But get these revelational truths down in your heart. Because when you do, it's going to set you free. So let me pray for you. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I just pray for everyone out there watching. I pray that, Lord, tonight that there's not a one of them that hears this message that do not know that you love them. That, Lord, if, they, if they're even thinking that, break that yoke in their life. Let them receive the love of God into their lives. Let them know, oh God, that you love them so much that you sent Jesus to it. To us. Let them just confess it out of their mouth. And Lord, just declare it. Just declare it out of their mouths like never before. Father, I pray over each and every one of them that they would see, oh Lord, that you love us. You're, you're praying for us. You're interceding for us to all things would work out, Lord God, according to your plan and your purpose. So Lord, I declare that where there's discouragement, there's dismay. The lie of the enemy has been sown in people's hearts that it's broken tonight in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, their eyes pop open and they begin to see the deception going on of the enemy lying to them. And that they can walk in the truth of God's word and see the mountains move in their life. Heavenly Father, I pray over them. I pray blessings upon them. Lord, you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And Lord, I pray over them tonight that they would walk in that power and that authority.
and that the devil is defeated and God, you are on the throne of their lives. So bless them, oh God. Bless them this night. And Lord, I give you praise for it and thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. And I'll catch you next week.